Welcome to Real Black House Uniform Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to stay on the political, right? We're going to stay on the political because there's so much energy surrounding the political arena right now. Not only that, there's so much to learn and there's so much to have a conversation about, right? There's several different topics that will make great conversation in this political climate. We also going to discuss um, Roland Martin, right? We're going to talk a little bit about the Roland Martin show. He's a liberal. He's a Democrat. And um, he had some guests on his show and they were preachers. So we're going to discuss how Roland Martin and black preachers are supporting child sacrifice and sodomite behavior right that that's going to be in today's conversation um sometimes you know our people can go much further than where we tend to go but there's a lot of hypocrites that's in the way and the way that it kind of works with black americans unfortunately is that in order to get a hypocrite out the way, you kind of got to expose this person, right? Not only this person or this organization or this fraternity or this position, it has to be called out like these value systems, they just don't work for us. And we got to get back to a place in which the value system with the weight of the government on them work for us. That, that's very important. There's no way that you can be a black Democrat and a Christian at the same time. It's just it's just not possible. There's no way you can be a devout Muslim and a devout Jew and be a Democrat at the same time. It's just not possible, right? And during this conversation today, I'm going to touch on why that statement is true. Because I've said that many times on this platform, but now it's time for me to um, make knowledge born at this point. Roland Martin, though, he's a Democrat bootlicker and um, he just got to be called out. And it doesn't matter who in office. It doesn't matter if it's Trump running right now or the next Republican candidate down the future. What his job is, is to continually bring these liberals in front of us, make it look like their policies is in our favor. And then four years later, repeat the cycle. And in that four years, nothing happens. Nothing never happens. It just doesn't happen. I'm going to show you an example of something, right? I'm going to take a small detour, and then we're going to come back and have this conversation about black preachers and Roland Martin. Normally, I have a rule of thumb that I live by when it comes to politics, right? Because in my estimate, politics, by definition, to me, means the science of governing people, right? 
But when I use the term politician, politician, in my estimate, means the money keeper, the money holder, the steward over the money. And it's important that black America, we kind of look at it that way. When we hear the term politician, we must immediately think this is the money keeper. This is where your property taxes go. This is where the utilities go. And then the mayor acts as an executive, as a steward over that money on a local level. But a presidential politician is on a federal level. So he's the money keeper on a federal level. And then locally, the mayor is a politician, which means he's the money keeper on a local level. Because growing up in the neighborhood, we were purposely misled to think that politicians are nobodies but just liars. They're just liars that come around election time and they really don't have any say-so in our day-to-day lives. We make that up ourselves. But later in life, we learn that's not so. And we don't learn this from black liberals educating us about the process. We don't learn this from black political commentators that's Democrat educating us about the process. We just so happen to learn and stumble and read from independent thinkers about politics on our own and we figure out and find the truth. So real quick, I'm just going to show you guys something now. And going back to my original statement that I was going to make, here's the reason why I don't speak about politics in depth with certain people because this is my rule of thumb. If you're talking to a black American about politics and at the bare minimum, they can't even tell you how much their city's budget is, it's not even worth it. I'm going to say that again. If you're talking to a black American about politics, about the science of governing people, and then that conversation spin off into talking about a politician, which is the money keeper, the steward over the money. If they don't even know their city's budget for the year, it's not even worth talking to them. It's just not. So the slide that I have in front of us right now is the city's budget, Detroit, for this up and coming year. It's the budget. And the 2019 budget was somewhere around, I want to say about $2 billion, And they kind of split that money up. So what happened is $1 billion go to reserve and then the other billion go to maintaining the city. Right. And then it's all broken down. You know, 49% goes here, 20-something percent goes here. But I know when it comes to the money trickling back down to the community, 2 to 7% goes directly to the community, right? Now, I want you to go back over the process in your mind. You're paying taxes, and all cities are set up the same. So you're paying taxes in Chicago or Cleveland or Detroit or Lansing or Flint or Louisville or Memphis, Birmingham, Houston, Atlanta. It's all the same. So you're paying property tax and then you're paying utility, right? 
Now, property tax, renters can take part of that too because you're paying your rent and the person that owns the home is paying the property tax off what you're giving them for the rent. So everybody has a say-so. And all of this money piles up and it goes downtown into your city. And then the politicians, remember the money keepers and the stewards over the money, they determine what that big pool of money, how it goes back out. Right. They may get some other money from like federal grants and this and that, but I'm not including that. That's just other people's money. I'm talking about what the citizens on the ground from the city, what they do. So that money supposed to come back out and rebuild the city. But the mayor is the steward as a politician. He's the steward over the money. He determines where the money goes. This is the situation that my city is facing. And I'm showing you how voting ties into our day-to-day lives. And then we're going to bring it back to Roland Martin and to preachers that are supporting child sacrifice and sodomites. Now, just looking at the numbers that we have in front of us, the most important number is in red. Because we're talking about the revenue losses impacting the general fund in the city of Detroit, right? And this impact, this hit came from a lot of lockdowns during the coronavirus. So the economy is very shaky in the city, right? So the projected budget for next year is going to be minus $348 million. Okay, $348 million. This projection is based off the losses that the city took this year. And they imagine that they're going to take next year solely due to the coronavirus. Okay, keep that in mind. So, what Detroiters did in this federal election was vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden campaign promised that if he got elected was he was going to lock down the nation all over again. So just let that marinate in your mind. We excited in the city of Detroit that Joe Biden is going to be the president-elect. So they say, right? Associated Press. The media crowned him. So this is the word. We're looking at a potential Democrat president. And then in Michigan, governor, she's a Democrat. And then the mayor, he's a Democrat. And somehow black Americans have not figured out to keep our eye on the budget because we're not taught to do that. So I don't want to harp on what's going to happen to the city of Detroit. I just showed you these numbers to say this. It's important. It's imperative. It's a necessity that black Americans pay more attention to the city's budget because we recently just demonstrated that we can become more engaged in politics if we wanted to. Some of us got in on a mail-in balance. Some of us waited in line, right? Some of us donated to campaigns for the first time in our life. We're getting more and more engaged in the political arena. But while we're getting engaged, we can't just vote and then go back home and let the coolest personality that we so happen to like 
just run with our money. It's, this is no different than the church house. Just like when you give money at church and then you come on one of these Tuesdays and Wednesdays after Bible study, you guys go into the business meeting and you start talking about where the money went. This is no different. You're a tax dollars. You're paying rent and you live in a city. When you go and buy something from the retail stores, they're taxing you city tax. When you go to the pump and you pay for the gasoline, that's a city tax and then that's a state tax tied on to that price at the pump. Same thing when you go to the grocery store. So everywhere you go and you're spending money, you're paying for a tax. And then you're paying for utilities. And then you're paying property tax. That's going back again to the renters. All of this pool of money has been stored up. And this is your city. So you put these guys in office to tell them what they should do with your money. They don't tell you what to do. You tell them where you want the money to go. Detroit is poor because the citizens of Detroit allow the mayor, which is the executive, and he's a politician, means he's a money holder. He's a steward over the money, and we allow him to give 2 to 7% back to the neighborhood. That's why our city is poor. So just as a collective, let's keep a closer eye on our city's budget, all right? Now, going back to today's conversation, I'm checking out the Roland Martin show, right? He got some pastors on there. There's some preachers on there. And they're talking about evangelical and the black church and the black vote. Now, this is important. The term came up that caught my attention. And the verbiage was spiritual credibility. Right? I want you guys to remember that term. Spiritual credibility. The reason why 87% of the white evangelicals go for Trump and then the reason why 90% of the black Baptists and black Christians went for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election is because the value systems is the same, but what's being portrayed is very different, right? What's, what's being portrayed is very different. The Republican Party is deemed as a racist party. And the Democrat Party is deemed as the party that assists black Americans. Now, it's some truth into both positions, and I'll tell you why. This whole thing about Republicans being racist kind of stem out of the 1960s. And to make a long story short... I want to introduce maybe like four players into this conversation. There's Kennedy, there's Lyndon Bain Johnson, and then you had Barry Goldwater, and then you had Strong Thurman. There's four key players, right? Lyndon Bain Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act. And from there, the party, quote unquote, switched. Now, when you hear that term, the party switch, the players didn't necessarily switch. I mean, there was a couple of people that went from one party to the next. But for the most part, everybody stayed at home with their original political party. So if they was conservative, they stayed conservative. If they was liberal, they stayed liberal. Everybody stayed home. While the black Americans began to exit voter wise 
from the Republican Party towards the Democrat Party, Strong Thurmond, right, who was Jim Crow Joe Biden's friend, by the way, came out and showed his hand as a segregationist. And they were high underneath the term states' rights. Not only him, Barry Goldwater showed his hand as a segregationist, who is so happened to be Hillary Clinton's friend, by the way, right? Because she was a Goldwater girl, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. He also showed his hand. And being that they showed their hand underneath mass media influence that polarized, in my estimate, the Republican Party. But there was some bitterness and resentment in that as well, right? So other racist white Americans follow. Because once you see black Americans exiting your party and going somewhere else, everything became bitter, everything became racist. But here's the thing about this part of history that they leave out. If you live long enough, you'll notice that this resentment that lives inside of white Americans haven't changed much. And this same resentment lives inside of the Democrat Party as well. It's probably a little bit stronger. And the reason why I say that is because if you're a black American and you decide to vote for the Republican Party, you're going to see that same racist resentment. It happens right now. It's so thorough at this point that they train black liberals to attack black people that decide to vote for another party. We've seen it happen with Ice Cube. We've seen it happen with Lil Wayne. We've seen it happen with so many of our celebrities. we also seen this happen with our intellectuals like Dr. Ben, who works on the Trump campaign. We've seen this happen with uh, Herman Cain, who's no longer here, but he was next to the Trump campaign. And recently, Bob Johnson, right, the former owner of BET that supports the Trump administration, we see him being attacked as well by black liberals. So it's the same energy. It's the same thing. If you leave one party, the other party is going to attack you. So that's the history, though, on why you see so many black Americans, the Baptists, the Protestants, the Church of God in Christ, all vote Democrat. They stood up in the civil rights movement. What we have to recognize now as black Americans is that the strides that we took and that we gained by riding on this donkey or this ass, which is the Democrat Party, right? That's their logo. These people took us as far as they can take us. They're not taking us nowhere else anymore. We have to see the relationship shift. Everything has shifted from advancement to LGBT and illegal immigrants. That's it. That's the shift. The relationship has shifted. It's done, bro. It's over with. It's done, sis. We rode this donkey as far as we can take it. Many of us is going to feel more comfortable riding on this elephant because those value systems that the Democrats promote, it just don't register with us. It's just not us. This Democrat party that Big Mama fell in love with because she was a mother in the church and Granddaddy fell in love with because he was a deacon, you know. That party is already gone. It's long gone. It's not coming back. So from the 1960s to now, what actually happened is that the Democrat Party has added on some elements that is not going to go hand in hand with the black church. So... The party that we see today, Grandmama didn't see it. 
in a party that grandmama seen, we don't see that party. See, that's the issue. And what they're paying these black liberal commentators to do is make us believe that the party of yesterday is the same party of today. And it's just not. Because they have added more elements onto their platform. So now let's go into that discussion. The addition to the Democrat Party is abortion, LGBT marriage, transgender recognition. Now, how that relates when we talk about the black church is this, because these are political terms that I'm using. But in the black church, they would deem this as child sacrifice. They won't say abortion. They say child sacrifice. Then they say Sodom and Gomorrah. They won't say LGBT marriage. They use Deuteronomy 22.5 in which they would talk about transgenderism, which is a man dressing like a woman and acting like a woman or a woman dressing like a man and then acting like a man. See, many of us that's in the black community, we just recently seen and witnessed that for maybe like the last 100 years, the black church has been getting on top of the black woman just for something as simple as wearing pants. Preachers are sending you to hell for wearing pants. And out of fear for their salvation, black women haven't even been wearing pants. Now, if you're not from the community, you're not going to get this. This is going to sound far-fetched. But black Americans, we can tell you, right, this is a real thing in our neighborhoods. So now just imagine this. If you got a black woman that won't even wear pants... Because many of these women in my family, right, we come out of a holiness background. They won't even wear pants. If a woman won't even wear pants out of the fear of going to hell, what would make this very same woman as a voter vote for a party that will support transgender, LGBT marriage and abortion? Easy. They put bootlickers in front of them like Roland Martin, like Dio Hughley like Ricky Smiley, to make these things that are wicked in their eyes because they're people of the book. And what they do is they act like today's party is yesterday party. And that's why I can't respect none of these guys. I can't respect Roland Martin because he knows this. But he's advertising these guys like they're the party from yesterday and they're just not. Listen, Jim Crow Joe Biden has been president-elect for, I don't know, maybe like a week now, right? Okay. Roland Martin is a political commentator. So the public, the people are entrusting in him that he bring out the research and he give the information to them that they can trust and depend on. That's kind of like what a political commentator is. There's somebody you can trust providing you with the information. He haven't even told the people on his platform that Jim Crow, Joe Biden, is not even presidential-elect. He's playing right along with the rest of the media. He's playing right along with BSNBC. I mean, my fault, MSNBC, right? <laughs> He's playing along with Fox News. He's playing along with the whole gang. So, so dig this. I'm going to put my people on some game that Roland Martin won't tell you. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. The media gave him that crown, not the nation. And I'll tell you why. 
And I want you guys to always remember this. The General Assembly allows the presidential elects to attend the intelligence briefings. Because if you're going to be president, you have to know what's going on domestically and you have to know what's going on internationally. And you have to be prepared about what's going to take place when you sit in that big seat. Right. So they're kind of like bringing you up to speed every day, giving you information. You're going through these secret, secret, secret briefings every day about what's going on in the country and what's going on in the world. And the General Assembly allows you to be a partaker of these briefings. This is what Obama was doing. Right. Him and George Bush is sitting in the briefings every day together to figure out what's going on in the world. But guess what? Joe Biden is not even allowed to go into these briefings. But I thought you told me he's the presidential elect. See, you can't listen to these guys in the media. They are bootlickers. They're all owned by the liberals and then they're controlled by the liberals. So they can't tell you the truth. So people like you should depend on independent media to come and tell you the truth because we don't have no skin in the game. We don't really care. But if you're a bootlick, you <laughs> you just going to tell black America the same thing that white liberal America is telling them. And I'm like, yo, but why is you in that? We don't need you in that position if all you're going to do is do what the man going to do. We can just cut you out and listen to the man. We coming to you for independent, real information. And you flim-flamming us. You want us to support a party, that party is gone. Listen, I'm going to go even deeper. If I know that the black church and the black mosques, Based on their religious beliefs that they receive from what they deem as a holy book is against certain activity such as abortion, LGBT marriage and transgender activity. Why would I then try to recruit some of these members to support Democrat candidates when I know that their foundational beliefs goes against that? If I respect you, I won't do that. See, if I respect you as a saint. As a devout Muslim or Christian, even though I drink liquor, I'm not going to bring no liquor in your home because you may not stand for that. If I'm married, I'm not going to bring my side woman to your home because you don't stand for that. See, I'm not going to bring my marijuana into your home because you don't stand for that. I'm not going to bring a mouth full of profanity in your home because I know, see, you're a holy person. You don't stand for that. So why would I bring a party to you? And try to get you to endorse this party to try to fool you to make you believe today's Democrat Party is the same as the one in the 1960s. Just so I can get your vote knowing that these new group of people support abortion, LGBT marriage and transgender lifestyle. Why would I do that to you if I love you? I can't do that to you if I love you. That's why I can't respect Roland Martin. He's getting preachers up on a panel to support a party that's going to push child sacrifice, that's going to push Sodom and Gomorrah, that's going to push Deuteronomy 22.5. And here's the kicker now. A politician is operating off your vote. He gets authority from your vote. And a politician, the money keeper, he's running around with a campaign promise. So he's going to put your money Behind his vote. Do you think devout Christians and devout Muslims want their money to go behind someone performing an LGBT marriage? 
to perform an abortion to assist the position of transgenderism they don't want that they're not in the world so why would you mislead them and put these revving pork chops on your platform to make our people think that that's okay when we know that's not okay that's not okay bro that's not okay you going in covenant with these people when you vote for them see you're trying to make sure that their promise comes to pass. See, they're giving campaign promises. You give them your vote. There's a transference of power that you're giving them, and they're acting on your behalf, right? And then they're going to do it with your vote and your money through the taxes because this is why I broke that down earlier. See, they're the money keepers, right? They're going to do this with your dollars, and you don't want that. We know you don't want that. But why is political commentators trying to push that on you when they know you don't want that either? See, it's no difference than us hanging out at the church house Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And we're going over the business meeting and the head deacon is talking about how much money that came in and where's the money going to go to. If that head deacon Put on that projection screen that the church is going to put so much money towards prostitution is going to be a problem. He's going to put so much money towards LGBT marriage. It's going to be a problem. Or they're going to donate so much money to abortion. It's going to be a problem because the church don't stand for that. That's what the world is into, not the church. So what are we going to do? We have to begin to call out these bootlickers that's playing these games that's trying to keep hold onto a party so they can get a check and while they're getting a the check they're trying to take the rest of the community down the hill with them and we can't let them do that. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. This is Real Black Content to the Forum Podcast. Big VJ, I'll get it with you guys later. Peace.